RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Today's daily Star Trek news is supported by listeners like you, patrons through Patreon. Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. Hello and welcome to your daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. I'm Alison Pitt and today is Wednesday, July 15th, 2020. On today's show, Star Trek Picard producer Akiva Goldsman says it's a blessing to continue working with writing staff among COVID-19 restrictions, and they're trying to be thoughtful of how current events affect storytelling for season two. And Star Trek The Next Generation is out now on Pluto TV, and you should definitely go and watch it. All that plus this week in Trek history, coming up next. While fans eagerly await the August 6th premiere of Star Trek Lower Decks, along with the season 3 premiere of Star Trek Discovery, the writers at Star Trek Picard are still fine-tuning the scripts while they gear up for their second season. Executive producer Akiva Goldsman spoke with Backstage.com recently, saying that despite physical production being on hold due to COVID-19, it's a blessing to be able to continue working with the writing staff. Goldsman went to great lengths during the interview to reassure audiences that the writing staff is working hard to create a production that lifelong fans, as well as newcomers to Star Trek, will enjoy. The Star Trek franchise has always been known for promoting tolerance and diversity. And even though Star Trek Picard is a bit darker than its forerunner, The Next Generation, the writers want to keep true to that tradition. We fabricate the future we aspire to, Goldsman told Backstage. It's multicultural, diverse, empathetic, democratic, and all the things that we who make Star Trek want it to be. He added, Certainly what's happening culturally right now is resonant for us, and we're trying to be very thoughtful and aware of how that speaks to storytelling. Part of what makes that storytelling have an impact on the viewer, according to Goldsman, is creating a sense of empathy. I think that there's something very interesting about that ability to generate empathy. Star Trek in particular has always been good at that, Goldsman said, adding it's sad and yet true that somehow we can do things in fantasy and science fiction that we have more trouble doing in real life. You can read the full interview with Goldsman on Backstage.com, and while you're waiting for season two of Star Trek Picard to get going, you can brush up on the first season, streaming now on CBS All Access. Now, if there's one story in the Star Trek universe over the past year that's been bubbling under the surface and waiting to erupt, it's got to be ViacomCBS's free, ad-supported streaming service, Pluto TV. And now, the impossible has happened. Star Trek The Next Generation has its own dedicated channel, bringing free Star Trek to cord cutters for the first time in a long time. So who cares about Pluto TV and why does it matter that it's carrying Star Trek? Pluto TV is growing quickly, and it's a service that sits neatly in one of Viacom CBS's key initiatives after last year's merger. The barrier to entry for Pluto TV is incredibly small. All you really need is a web browser. If you want, you can get a better experience with an app on your smart TV or set-top box, but the key here is that the service and the app 
is accessible nearly everywhere, including outside of America. And while not all the content is available in every country, hello licensing deals, it is the same price to all viewers. Free. Now, one of the stickiest criticisms of modern Star Trek is its relative inaccessibility. Arguments over whether historical Trek was similarly inaccessible aside, it is true that you can pretty much only watch Discovery, Picard, and Lower Decks on services that require a paid subscription. That's on CBS All Access, Netflix, and Amazon Prime Video. So while Pluto TV carrying Star Trek The Next Generation does not directly address that inaccessibility, it does represent a significant step forward. Remember, when Viacom CBS merged, it promised focus on streaming services and enhanced advertising opportunities. And right now, Pluto is the only Viacom CBS streaming service with global coverage. Again, local distribution deals notwithstanding. From a purely technological perspective, getting shows onto Pluto TV is the fastest way to bring high-value ad revenue-generating products to as many people worldwide as possible. Now, while it's too early to suggest that one day we might see, say, Star Trek Strange New Worlds on Pluto TV, it's definitely still one to watch. And of course, you can do that today, right now. Watch Star Trek The Next Generation, streaming 24-7, including right now, on Pluto TV, channel 110. Now, in just a moment, I'll be taking you back in time to find out what happened this week in Star Trek history. But first, a word from me. All this week, I'm highlighting some of the really great Star Trek stuff you can get from entertainmentearth.com. Today's edition, the Eagle Moss ISS Karen. This was Empress Giorgio's ship in the Mirror Universe in Season 1 of Star Trek Discovery. The Eagle Moss version of the ship is a special edition XL version, approximately 13 inches in size. And the best part is that it lights up for that real super mycelial reactor feel. <laughs> Check it out for yourself along with the other Eagle Moss ships on offer at Entertainment Earth. And when you hit their site by first heading to dailystartreknews.com forward slash Entertainment Earth, they reward me with a small affiliate incentive. So you can work on building your collection of cool Star Trek stuff and help me out at the same time. To find out more, just head to dailystartreknews.com forward slash Entertainment Earth. That's dailystartreknews.com forward slash Entertainment Earth. And a big thanks to you for supporting this show. And now, a look back into Star Trek history. It was today, July 15th in 1952, that Star Trek The Next Generation guest star Terry O'Quinn was born. O'Quinn played the memorable part of Admiral Eric Pressman in the Season 7 episode The Pegasus, also known as the Captain Picard Day episode. <laughs> Both before and after Star Trek, O'Quinn was a prolific actor. He was best known for his roles as Locke in Lost, and for the title role in the horror films The Stepfather and The Stepfather 2. He also played Howard Hughes in The Rocketeer, and had recurring roles in the series Alias and The West Wing, and more recently, Hawaii Five-0. Please join me in wishing a very happy 68th birthday to Terry O'Quinn. Tune in again next Wednesday for more Star Trek history. 
Well, that's it for today's daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Don't forget to check out the other great shows on the network at podcasts.roddenberry.com. Daily Star Trek News is produced by me, Alison Pitt, with selected stories by Chris Peterson. We're supported by people like you through Patreon. Find out how you can add your support at patreon.com forward slash Daily Star Trek News. Sign up for the Daily Star Trek Newsletter at dailystartreknews.com forward slash contact. Get all the day's Star Trek news delivered straight to your inbox every weekday morning. And if email's not your thing, then don't forget to follow Daily Star Trek News on social media. We're at Daily Trek News on Twitter and Instagram. I'm back tomorrow with more of the Star Trek news you need to know and the weekend's Star Trek events. I'm Alison Pitt. Live long and prosper. Podcast.roddenberry.com The Roddenberry Podcast Network